Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 193 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking about what do you do when it feels like everything needs to change? When you're thinking about, okay, yeah, it'd be nice to lose weight. It'd be nice to feel more in control of my eating. And maybe you're thinking, yeah, Siobhan, this whole thing about thriving in our lives and our weight loss sounds really good. But then you get overwhelmed by the volume of things in your life that need to change for you to accomplish that where maybe the weight loss is like one piece, but you see so many other places that you need to create change. You don't even know where to start. That's what we're talking about today. For those of you that are just finding me, haven't met me before, I figure I haven't done an introduction for a while, but I'm Siobhan Key. I'm a family physician and an obesity medicine physician, and I am in Northern British Columbia, Canada. And I'm also a certified life coach. It's my passion to help physicians go from, I know what to do, I just need to make myself do it, for losing weight to actually doing that on a consistent basis, but doing it in a way that helps them thrive. I think we should turn diet culture completely on its head and give up all the stuff about dieting that makes our lives worse, that makes us feel worse about ourselves. And let's create ways in our own lives of approaching our weight that makes our life better, that makes us feel better about ourselves even before the scale starts to move because that is when it becomes sustainable. The way we've been taught to lose weight through diet culture, the high stakes failure, success, and worrying that you might not ever be able to reach your goals and worrying you might not be able to stay there when you do, that isn't sustainable. It creates so many different thought patterns and emotions that actually get in your way of reaching your goals and staying there when you do. If you want to lose weight for good, if you're like, I want to actually figure out how to get this off my to-do list, and you want to do it without feeling like you're always on a diet, then we have to do it a different way. And that's exactly what I teach you. In this podcast, I have a coaching program called Thrive Academy for Physicians. And in my social media, if you haven't checked out social media, I'm at Dr. Siobhan Key on Facebook and Instagram. That's at D-R-S-I-O-B-H-A-N-K-E-Y. And so you can check me out over on social media too. I would love to help you. Let me know how I can help you best by commenting on one of my posts or send me an email. If you feel like there's a topic I haven't covered, send me a question. I'm actually gathering questions right now because we're getting really close to the 200th episode. And can I tell you that it's been from when I think of when I started this podcast, the idea that I'm almost about to record the 200th episode is pretty crazy. It represents a lot of years of a lot of work that I'm very proud of. I think this podcast has come a long way from when I very first started it. And so what I'm thinking about for the 200th episode is doing a collection of questions. So if you have a question you would like me to feature in that episode, then send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. All right, I have to give you a little bit of a disclaimer here. It is now summer holidays in our house. 
And so everybody is in my house while I'm recording podcasts. Usually I try and record when nobody's here, so it's quieter. So there may be some extra noises. And right now I can hear a pressure washer being used outside by my husband. And I'm not sure if it's picking up on my mic or not. So if it is, sorry, but this is thriving in life is the things that are important we do, even if we can't make it absolutely perfect and we trust that it's going to be enough. And I think this kind of example actually applies to the topic that we're going to be talking about today. I was going to start adding in a little bit of like a personal tip or something that's come up in the coaching sessions in Thrive Academy for the week at the beginning of every podcast. And the concept that I was going to share with you this week is about goals. And so we were talking about this in one of the groups that I have in Thrive Academy. And we do goals wrong. I've done podcast episodes on it. But as you go through the summer, if you're setting goals for yourself, I want you to consider this. The thing that we do wrong with goals is not not reaching our goals. We think that's what we're doing wrong. We think the things we do wrong are that we don't get to the goal or we take too long to get to the goal. Those are the places where we think we're making errors. Actually, I want you to consider this. The place we do goals wrong, where we make errors, is we use the goal against ourselves. We use the goal to tell ourselves that we're not doing it. We're not doing it right. We're not doing it fast enough. We're messing up. All of those different things. That, especially when we're talking about weight loss, we're talking about weight loss goals. If you have a history of stress eating or feeling out of control around food, if you're beating yourself up about a goal, if you set a goal and then you use it to show yourself how you've never been able to do it before, you don't know if you're going to be able to do it now, look at that food decision. It's keeping you from your goal. You never should have made it. You're probably going to mess up. Why even bother? These are all very classic thought patterns that can show up. Sometimes they're in your face. Sometimes they're below the surface. If that is how you're approaching the goal, of course, it's going to be really hard to reach it. But guess what? It's you that's making it hard to reach. And I say that with a whole lot of love. The goal is not what makes it feel hard to reach. It's all the stuff we do. And it really boils down is we use the goal against ourselves. That's what makes it hard to reach. So if you want to set big goals, go for it. Set big goals. Believe in possibility. Believe in what you can do in your life, both in weight loss and eating in everything. But never use the goal against you. Always view the goal as a guide, as a place you're aiming. Never as something that can tell you that you are somehow less than what you believe that you can be. A goal should lift you up, should push you outside of your comfort zone. But we do not always reach the exact goals we set. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we refine them as we go. And all of it's okay. We don't always reach goals in the time frame we think we're going to. And that's okay too. That doesn't mean you're failing. It means you've set a big goal and you often have to adjust them as you go. If you use a goal as something that's going to lift you up, something that gets you excited, something that makes you feel empowered, it's going to be a lot easier to stay focused on it to be consistent in the actions you need to take to reach the goal, to problem solve the obstacles that you reach when you inevitably encounter them. So contemplate that as you go through this week. How do you approach goals? Do they scare you? If they scare you, and if they feel like something kind of like dangerous in your life, it's because you're using them against you, yourself. Contemplate it. Think about how it might be different. And if you want help, come join me in Thrive Academy. Head over to thrivephysicians.ca and I can absolutely help you treat goals nicely, but also reach them while thriving. That's exactly what we do in that program. It's for physicians only, and it is 
comprehensive, meaning I have created a whole lot of resources that fit into a busy physician's life exactly for these purposes. So you don't have to try to stumble to goals on your own. Okay, that was a weekly tip. Now let's talk about what do you do? And it ties into the whole goal thing. What do you do when, yeah, there's things you want to create in your life and yet it feels like there's so much that needs to change? How do you manage that? Well, I think the word to sum it up is constraint. Because really, when we're trying to fix everything at once, generally, what will happen is we get overwhelmed and we don't do any of it. Or the other thing that will happen is we put a small amount of energy into a bunch of different places and we don't actually see measurable change and then we start to feel defeated. When we constrain ourselves and we focus on putting energy into an area that matters to us, then what will happen is there will be ripple effects into other areas. And this brings up, I think, one of the most powerful beliefs. It's not even a belief. You can prove it to yourself as you go through your days. But one of the most powerful kind of light bulb moments I ever had is that small changes have big impact. So when you feel like your weight needs to change, your eating needs to change, you need to get on top of stuff at work, your house needs to be decluttered, you should be spending more enrichment time with your children, and you should be exercising more, and who knows what else you put into that list. When all of that is happening, then it feels like it has to be really big change for you to make differences. The reality is focusing on small change, kind of constraining to one of the areas, and then trust that other things will start to fall in line. I'm going to give you an example of when I realized this, it was one of the most powerful impacts of my first life coach. I hired him when I was completely burnt out. I didn't think I was burnt out, by the way. I didn't have words for it back then. But it was when all my kids were really little. I remember dreading Mondays, dreading the office starting again, having a lot of anxiety before the office started, feeling like I was barely getting through, that every single day I worked in the office, I then created more work that I would then need to try to figure out a time to manage and to do. I would come home with my notes undone because I didn't feel I had time. I would then be spending my weekends trying to catch up on my notes. Like I remember setting early, early alarms Sunday morning to get up and finally do the notes so that I wasn't taking time out of the day with the kids. And it felt horrible. It felt like I was drowning in family medicine, honestly. And I couldn't see a way out. But I knew that it wasn't the life that I wanted. I knew that it wasn't what I had pictured. And honestly, I think I was feeling fairly disappointed <laughs> in that reality that what I had pictured as being a family physician and being a mom wasn't really panning out. And if we want to talk about eating, this was probably some of the biggest times where I felt the most out of control with my eating is on those days where I felt like I barely got through the day. I didn't get my notes done. I worked through my lunch because I was behind with my morning people. I was just trying to get the most essential things done, like getting the labs looked at, patient scene, inpatient scene, all that sort of stuff. Those days, I had such powerful drives to go eat. And I did because I couldn't think of anything else that would make my day better. I couldn't think of any other way to get a break. Again, I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. But like when I went through the drive through it was essentially the only time in my day where I was alone and nobody was talking to me. And it felt so good <laughs> to have those moments. And then I felt more defeated, right? Like I imagine a lot of you listening to this can identify with that of the feeling so out of control, you feel like you don't have a choice but to eat, feeling so behind in so many areas of your life. 
And then just feeling like utter failure because you keep eating. And I say that because that's how I felt. Because at that time, I was actually starting to look into obesity medicine and start my program. And the idea that I was going to help people with their weight and I couldn't figure out my own eating made me feel like a total failure and a total fraud. And I beat myself up a ton about it. And so when I picture this week's topic that we're talking about, that's the time in my life I picture is that time where I was overwhelmed by everything. And so I hired a life coach, not knowing really what life coaching was, not knowing if it would make a difference. But I think my thought was, I have no other idea how to get out of this. And I don't like it. I don't like my life like this. I don't like what I'm doing with my eating. And I need help from somebody, which is why I hired a life coach. And it was the best decision I ever made. Absolutely, hands down. And one of the big reasons why it was the best decision I ever made was the concept that I took away from it was small changes have big impacts. Everything does not need to change at once. And having that understanding and that belief was so important to me. It was like groundbreaking. And if any of you listening feel that it's groundbreaking too, I think fantastic that you're listening to this episode. Because I think when we are overwhelmed and burnt out as physicians, and we're feeling frustrated with our eating, frustrated with our weight, we don't have the capacity to make giant changes. We don't have the capacity to fix everything that we perceive as an issue in our life. And yet we try to. And when we don't, again, we beat ourselves up. It's like this cycle is so tough on ourselves. So not nice. So using my example that I was just talking about, one of the first things I remember doing with this life coach, one of the first changes I remember making was going for a walk at lunch. And that was painful because I was behind in my mornings. I was not being efficient in the office. I was not getting my notes done. I was getting to the office late because I was dealing with little kids. So the idea of actually walking away from the office and going for a walk felt like I was going to be so ridiculously behind. It felt like I was jeopardizing things by doing that. And yet walking out of that office was exactly what I needed to do. Because the longer I stayed there, the more inefficient I became. I kept in this frantic swirl and it just progressed throughout the day. Leaving the office, walking for five or 10 minutes, getting outside, actually seeing the sky, seeing the outdoors made a difference. I came back and I would feel more energized and empowered and focused and I would do better in my afternoons. I would get more done in the afternoons. I would catch a little bit up on the morning notes from a five or 10 minute walk. And I want to point out in this example, it wasn't that I was saying, okay, I need to fit in a walk and also get on top of my notes. It was, okay, this week, all I'm going to focus on is going for a walk at lunch. That's the constrained part of this. It was, I'm just going to take a walk every day at lunch. And I know my brain's going to freak out and I'm going to do it anyways. And the ripple effects were how I felt. I felt more energized. I was more efficient when I came back. I enjoyed the afternoons a bit more. It felt really good and luxurious that I was doing something for myself because there was no other place in my life at that time that I was actually doing stuff for myself. So the concept of getting away with having a break at lunch was really powerful for me. And it had a lot of ripple effects. It didn't immediately fix my eating. There were still lots of days where I still felt out of control of my eating because that was a bigger piece. That was a bigger puzzle to fix. But it definitely started making me feel in control of my days at work and 
started getting me to the point where I wasn't finishing the week with a whole bunch of notes to do and spending my weekends doing it. I was feeling less like family medicine was dragging me down. All from just doing that one thing, just from changing one habit is really powerful. So if you're sitting there feeling like you have so many things that you need to do and you don't even know where to start, start with constraint. Pick the one place. Now, when I say pick the one place, I wouldn't say pick the biggest place, like the thing that you want the most. That might not be the most effective. What we're looking for here is you want to pick the place that's going to give you the easiest win, the biggest impact. You want to set the bar actually very low in this scenario. So if you're like, the one place I want to focus on is my weight loss, it would be really easy to be, okay, I'm going to meal plan all my meals. I'm going to make sure all my lunches are packed. I'm going to have a whole bunch of fresh food in the fridge and I'm not going to touch any more junk food ever again. That would be like kind of the classic mindset that we think about when we want to start losing weight. If you're feeling overwhelmed with everything that needs to change in your life, that may not be doable. Right now in your mindset, when you're overwhelmed, you may think, yeah, that's what I need to do. But what you might find yourself is never actually doing it or doing a little bit, but judging yourself because it's not that whole picture of what you've decided you need to do. So if you have a lot of stuff that you're wanting to change in your life, start with easy wins. Choose a place that you can create change. So maybe if we use a weight loss example, maybe it's not that you change all your eating this week. Maybe it's that you commit to taking 10 minutes every morning to pack a lunch. And that's it. That's the only thing you focus on with your eating this week. And then what you'll find is that is going to then have ripple effects. It will impact other areas of your life. For me, if I'm working on getting myself back on track or want to focus back on my eating, the thing I actually do has nothing to do with food. The thing I do is I sit down and I journal every morning. And sometimes I'm journaling about my eating or my weight, but lots of times I'm journaling about the day and kind of what I'm going to expect the day and how I'm going to focus on thinking through the day to create the day I want. Because that then actually impacts my eating. So feeling empowered about my day, just like in the example that I gave you, how I was very disempowered in my days. When I feel empowered about my day, I feel way more in control of my eating. Food choices just don't seem to bother me in the same way. I call this in my own mind, getting my head on straight. So I've learned over the years that just focusing on, okay, stop eating that and eat more of this doesn't work very well for me. The thing that is a very powerful first step is getting my head on straight, doing a bit of journaling, and then the other things fall into place. If you're wanting to exercise and you're like, I want more fitness, then again, focus on setting the bar low. Don't start with, this is a classic physician because we know the research and the guidelines for physical activity. So we're like, okay, it has to be 30 minutes a day, at least five days per week. And we get all wrapped up into it. But maybe that's not where you start. Maybe you constrain and you go, okay, like I want to build a physical activity habit. So I'm going to start with a five minute walk, exactly like what I use, that even if I'm super, super tired and super stressed out, I can still get myself to do it. Looking for those small wins where you're like, yeah, I could do that, no problem. And trusting, this is the big piece, trusting that that then will have ripple effects. So getting out for that walk is going to feel good. It's not going to feel draining. You're going to be more likely to do it the next day. If you haven't been exercising and you're like, okay, let's go full force and do a big workout. The next day you might be sore and you might not actually exercise the next day. 
or get activity the next day because you're sore. And so by going big out of the gate, sometimes it gets in your way of having that consistency that's actually going to matter. So going for a five or 10 minute walk, your brain may be like, oh, that has no benefit. That's not even going to make a ripple in what I need to accomplish in my life. And yet it will, because you are going to be able to do that consistently. And so when your brain, again, when it comes up and it's like, this isn't going to be enough, we should do a little bit more. You just talk to yourself about, no, we're just going to constrain ourselves and we're going to focus on this thing. This like 10 minutes of whatever activity you're wanting to build yourself up to, I'm going to focus on this thing. If it's your house that's driving you crazy, this is super common, comes up in Thrive Academy that we coach around is, you know, that concept of like, we're living this high performance life in medicine, and we're doing so many things, caring for so many people. And then we come home and we feel like we're not doing enough in our homes. And so maybe if you're like me, you look around and you're like, oh my gosh, these kids produce so much stuff. And it feels like anytime I declutter, I blink and then all the shelves are filled back up by stuff that my kids do not want me to get rid of. Anybody else in that boat? So if it's your house that's the issue, again, you may think, oh my gosh, we have to declutter this room. That's going to feel overwhelming. And when are you going to find the time? Versus thinking every day, I'm going to spend five minutes. This is what I'm actually going to be working on this month. And I think I'm going to do it as a challenge inside the Thrive Academy Facebook group. Because like I said, this comes up a lot for our members and drives eating. So frustration around the house makes you feel not good. It gets in the way of your thriving and it also can drive eating and kind of take your focus off your weight loss goals. So I think we're going to do a challenge inside the Facebook group on this one. So it'd be a good time for you to join us if this is something that you deal with. So instead of like this whole room has to get better, you say, okay, five or 10 minutes, I'm going to constrain myself. I'm going to set a timer. I'm not going to let myself take the whole evening of decluttering and overwhelm myself so that tomorrow I don't want to do anymore. I'm going to do five or 10 minutes and I'm going to trust that that is going to have ripple effects. It's going to have other impacts. And I can tell you because I've been doing this a little bit recently, doing those five or 10 minutes, I think what it actually does is it keeps your mind focused on we need to be like just finding the stuff to get out of here and tidying some of the extras up. And so even when you're not doing the five or 10 minutes, you may find yourself just grabbing a couple things quickly and dealing with it. And so you're seeing movement and you're seeing progression without spending your whole day doing it. And then you feel better. You feel happier. When you see the shelf that you've cleaned off and it looks better, it gives you that sense of accomplishment. It actually can be a self-care activity where you feel lighter when you see it, but you didn't have to spend your whole weekend doing it. Because if you think you have to spend your whole weekend doing it, you're probably not going to do it. Those times are precious to us. If you can find the time frame where you'll do it, even if you're really tired, even if you've had a really busy day, that's a sweet spot for getting some of these going. The more you prove to yourself that small changes matter and small changes have big impact, the easier it's going to be to create change in the different areas of your life. So you prove it to yourself in one area that, you know, five or 10 minutes of doing this, it has impact. It's worth it. It matters. As you build that evidence for yourself and you're like, yeah, five or 10 minutes, let's go. I can do a lot in five or 10 minutes. Then it's going to be easier to start applying it in some of the other areas of your life. It's going to be easier to constrain yourself. It's going to be easier to pull yourself out of overwhelm when you're like, oh my gosh, it all has to change and I don't even know where to start. It'll be easier to pull back to be like, okay, what can I do for five or 10 minutes? What impact can I create in a short period of time? 
and then go back to doing stuff I want to do. I hope that today's topic has been helpful. I think it's a really important one. I think it's something that we struggle with a lot. The reality of being a physician is we have a lot of balls in the air. We're juggling every single day. And if you're trying to hold all the balls at once, it's impossible. The skill of constraint and teaching yourself that it's not only okay, but it's also very effective and it can really get you to goals is a very, very powerful skill to learn. It will help you with your weight loss. Generally, when you're overwhelmed, even if you're not overwhelmed directly about weight loss, but if you're overwhelmed, it probably will impact your eating. Notice that in yourself. Ask yourself, if I'm overwhelmed, how do I eat? How does it impact my eating? Am I more likely to have some extra stuff I didn't plan? Am I more likely to say, oh, I just don't care about this right now and eat whatever? Being overwhelmed by feeling like everything has to change is a big barrier between you and your goals. Send me an email. Let me know what you think, what things have come up for you. And like I said at the beginning, if you have questions or something you're still struggling with that you want my help with, send an email to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Like I said, I'm going to collect some questions for use in the 200th episode of the podcast, which is coming pretty soon. And when you're ready to take everything I've been talking about in this podcast to a deeper level, when you're ready to really create change in your life and transform your eating and weight by turning everything you've learned about diets on its head. So all that stuff you don't actually like about losing weight, about being on a diet, let's get rid of it. It's not serving you. If you don't like it, it's not going to be sustainable. Come join us in Thrive Academy for Physicians and I'll teach you how to get rid of all the stuff you don't like about losing weight, find things that you do like, find strategies that are actually effective for you that help you reach your goals while thriving. So not just losing weight, but thriving. Or you're like, I could do this forever because I actually really like what I'm doing to lose weight. That's the magic sauce to lasting weight loss. And at the same time, you're going to learn how to thrive in your life, how to start thriving in your life because you deserve to thrive. Just like in the example I gave you back in 2016 when I was decidedly not thriving, (laughs) I deserved to thrive back then. And it took me years to figure it out, honestly, to figure out how do I actually create that without having the words for it. You don't have to take years. You can do it on your own like I did, pasting things together, or just come join us in Thrive Academy and I will show you how, I promise. Head over to thrivephysicians.ca. Like I said, this month is a great month to join. We're just getting going with Thrive Academy and there's so many exciting new resources as well as, like I mentioned, I think we're going to be doing a decluttering challenge in the Facebook group to support each other and be accountable and motivate each other into getting some really good decluttering done without like destroying our summer afternoons and stuff. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for joining me.